Hey guys, this is Dagon123, and welcome to... Hey guys, and welcome to the next exciting episode of TenchiCast, presented by TenchiForum.com. Tenchi's universes span far and wide, and today we'll be talking about the farthest reaching ones. Today with me I have Akoa. How's it going, guys? And Ryoko's stepdad. You're gonna learn to love me. So, what is your favorite of the main cast universes? And why? My favorite is definitely Tenchi Universe. I've always felt that it was a little bit more exciting, more focused than the other universes. And I like the TV runtime because it it gave them more time to put in good jokes and long-running jokes and character development. Obviously, there's a pro-Ryoko ending that I can't be mad at. We're going to have to go ahead and agree with uh, the universe sentiment. I have to say that it was probably the most well, <clears throat> excuse me, the well most well-rounded of the three universes. It probably had the most excitement, the most variety, uh, and probably some of the. I would say probably most of the the best humor of the three. And I mean, everybody was involved. Everybody was, you know, it just it just felt it felt like everything was clicking on all gears, and it's just. It's something that I can easily watch over and over again, and if I were to introduce someone in the 20 years that the original OVA has been out, if I were to introduce someone to the series itself, I would say start with Universe. And I will agree with that sentiment. To me, Tenchi Universe really captured what people loved about all the characters from the OVA and fleshed those traits out. The word filler nowadays has come to have a negative connotation in contemporary anime fandom, but in Tenchi, those episodes really helped the characters gain more depth with the fans. Sure, they weren't directly on the plot 100% of the time, but you don't need to be, because to me, that comes off as lame. Tokyo had a lot of potential to be a great series, but started off with slapstick, which in small doses is fine, but as the main comedy source turned people off. But having Sakuya being Tenshi's main squeeze right off the bat when other girls were already there, at that point, no matter how good it is, it'll never be remembered for what it did right. The OVA was absolutely great up until OVA 3, then the 16 car pileup happened. What were your favorite moments from each of them? Well, from uh, Universe, my favorite moment was probably um, when they introduced Ryoko. Like, it's really tough to nail anyone down because the whole th the whole series was so good. I could probably give you five different for Universe. But for um, Tokyo, my favorite was uh, the date between Tenchi and Ryoko. That was my favorite part because I felt like that brought the most of the classic Tenchi aesthetic to us. And it just felt right the whole time. I'd have to say, starting with the OVA, obviously, the scene where Washu ties Tenshi up to her machine the first time and attempts to get the uh, samples with the infamous, let's shake the dude off this lily line. Anytime I watch that, I just, 
I just say to myself, this is why I started watching this show because that was just it's it it's unex, it's unexplainable because I just I I look at it and it's just the perfect perversion that gave the series its umph and its staying power. And I could rewatch that scene numerous times and still have a big smile on my face. Um, as far as universe is concerned, it's been a while since I've seen that. I would have to say that I would have to agree with another fan. The three time and space adventure episodes, they all provided a unique look into everyone else's vision of how they saw Tenshi and where they fit into his life. Um, some people were, you know, some of the girls felt that, you know, you know, he was a good husband material. And if I remember correctly, in the Kione arc, he was just a restaurant owner. Yeah, she was just trying to find her way or something like that. But it was all kind of good peeks into their character. And I have not seen Tokyo, and I do not remember most of it. But I would have to say that I was I remember watching it on TV one time, and something about Aieka was going off about some tangent about... I can't remember exactly what it was, but all of a sudden, just completely deadpan sasami comes out of nowhere and she says he only likes you because you have those and there's a big red arrow that flashes on the screen for like three times right to her breasts and every time i see i think of that i just i cannot stop just stop laughing my favorite moments in the ova would be much of the first episode ryoko resurrected i absolutely love that episode to death the part where the gas line had just blown up and Ryoko's theme kicks on and Petraea delivers the line, Hey, that's no way to treat a lady. It's one of those moments that you come to immortalize as classic from the series. As for Universe, the last episode, right around the last five minutes, right when Tenchi turns Ayaka down on staying with her on Jirai, goes back to Earth, and because we had that emotional low blow when, spoiler, Ryoko dies, then for her to come back forevermore playing and Tenchi embracing Ryoko in his arms, I can probably say, as a Ryoko and Tenchi fan, that is probably the greatest moment throughout any of the series for me. Tokyo's favorite scene for me was probably the ending again, one of those really nice bonding moments between Tenchi and Ryoko, and so close to a kiss. It's a really sweet way to end, to, uh, end the series. You know, I want to go on the record right now and say that I didn't hate Tenchi in Tokyo whatsoever. Tenchi in Tokyo had the makings of an exceptional Tenchi series, but ultimately its downfall is that it decided to focus on the weakest parts of the series as opposed to its strengths. From what I've heard and seen from the series itself, it looks like Tokyo was originally intended to be a direct sequel for Universe, hence why in promos we see Night Azaka and Kamadake, Nagi, Kenoki, etc. And looking at Yugi and her backstory, as well as in the very beginning they said, yay, we're celebrating our two years together, and for whatever reason the creative staff thought it would be a good idea to add Sakuya in not only as a main girl, but she automatically gets Tenji's affection and attention, so fans automatically were going to be against it. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I didn't really care much for her at all as a character. She just she was kind of like an empty shell that didn't really, for, to me, didn't really bring much to the series. Uh, she wasn't even like a villain. She was just like a 
Mary Sue character that just kind of takes the spotlight away from everybody. Bella, you say? Nuike. I'm going to have to find that and rewatch it because even though it wasn't necessarily my favorite because I don't recall a lot of Washu moments in there, but I feel I should refresh myself. Pretty much a large portion of the series, she's just gone for no reason, well, for that reason. Should each universe in the Tenchi Saga have its own original characters? Uh, that's kind of a tough one for me because it it really depends on the execution. Like, for example, Tokyo has Sakuya and nothing else does. I didn't really think Sakuya was a good character and I kind of wish they just didn't even put her in in the first place. But then we have other characters like Yugi or Kione that aren't in the OVA canon, but they're they're really good characters and you almost wish they were. I, I know many times I've said I wish they just didn't even do Noike because Noike is basically Kione and I don't care what the whole situation was with that before because I know a lot of people argue, well, the character idea uh, was made before, but so what? It came out, Kione came out in universe first, so I don't see anything wrong with putting her in something like the OVA. So it's kind of nice to see new characters, and at the same time, if they're shitty or crappy, uh, then you don't really want to see them. Depends, I guess. If you do it, do it with precision, do it with tact, don't do it all at once, have more than six episodes to do it, and I'll be fine with it. But if you just start throwing all this stuff at me so fast in such little time, I'm going to feel confused and I'm going to get frustrated and I'm going to not want to stop watching or I'm not going to like your works or your characters. You need to flesh out your characters and you need to make sure that all of your audience, regardless whether they live in Japan, the United States, Canada, England, wherever, they have to understand where you are coming from. Before I go into my answer to the question, Kione Makibi existed before Noike did. So many of the canon elite will try and make it out to be otherwise, but Kione's first appearance in 1994 was March 25th. Noike's was in late 93, but as we know, anime isn't made overnight, and if we use the argument of idea conception, like so many do for Tenchi's mother in OVA 3, she beats both. Besides... Everybody cares about Kione because she fits. And to elaborate on that, the reason characters like Kione, Nagi, the knights fit is because they fit in with the story perfectly, and they don't change the dynamic of the show. They only add to it. Kione was the perfect ying to Mihoshi's yang. She was the strong-willed workaholic, Mihoshi the lazy goofball. Nagi fit because she accentuated and added to Ryoko's character. So many times in anime, I'm looking smack dab at you, Haruhi. She, the, the character is no different than any other bland Motron character, except she says she's a god. And that's supposed to be the, the ultimate variable that makes them an interesting character. But there's really no proof of that. It's all bluffing, minus minor coincidence. Ryoko is a space pirate, so surely she has enemies and rivals somewhere. And who comes out of the woodwork to legitimize that? The bounty hunter Nagi, and her cabot Kenoki. Again, another perfect circle. Why characters like Sakuya, and especially Noike, and most of the characters introduced through GXP, don't work is because we're not allowed to have them work their way up to us, the fans. There's no segue. We're force-fed these characters and told to deal with it. Characters who not only retcon and break the dynamic of the show, they're quote-unquote 
perfect. So they're completely out of touch with the fact that every other character on this show has a flaw of some sort to make them associatable, to make them real. Short of going into an OVA3 rant right now, we'll save that for another podcast. Kajushima is just a terribly shitty writer. The spin-off and alternate universes that Tenshi is related to. We have Saint Knight's Tale, Duel, Photon, and El Hazard. And while technically El Hazard isn't related to Tenshi per se, it might as well be. It's called its sister series, like so many have coined it. When Hiroki Hayashi, who was one of the original creators of Tenchi, he was the original director, was pushed out by Masaki Kajishima's George Lucas syndrome, he went on to do El Hazard. El Hazard has the same producer, and even had the same team at AIC working on El Hazard. And of course, the cameos that happen across both. St. Knight's Tale follows Tenchi's half-brother Kenshi on the world of Geminar. Duel, to describe it best in the shortest way possible, is what if the creator of Tenshi Muyo did his own version of Evangelion? Great mech series that follows the character Kazuki Yotsuka and his visions of giant mechs from a parallel universe. I haven't actually seen Photon, so I'll let you take the reins, Akoa. Alright, well, Photon's kind of a more obscure spinoff to most people. A lot of people haven't really heard about it, and it's kind of a... I believe it's out of print right now, um, but it's about a guy named Photon, Photon Earth, and he lives in this small village on... I don't remember the name of the planet, but uh, his friend writes with a marker on his head, Baka. That's the word for idiot. So they write that on his head, and then he goes out into the forest, and he's just kind of screwing around, and then he ends up falling into this cave, and in the cave he finds this person named Kine in a an almost like a pod and he has a marker in his pocket and he sees her and he writes baka on her forehead just for fun and apparently on her planet where she came from if two people have the same thing written on their head they're engaged so she sees that they both have the same thing on her head and then she she she's kind of like a ryoko character and she takes it to be that they're engaged and so she just kind of latches onto him and hangs around him and for the rest of the series they're they're they don't really know it most of the series but there's a guy who's kind of like kagato but goofier and he has goofy alien minions that kind of look like weird chibi monkey things and uh he's trying to take over the world with this orbital array device and it's all craziness from there but it's kind of like a it's kind of like tenchi but more goofy more slapstick, more more fun. Not that much etchy, but, you know, kind of like GXP without as much etchy. And then El Hazard, which follows Makoto, a young boy who finds the ruins of an ancient civilization in his school, or stumbles upon them, rather, after being attacked by Jinai, one of the show's main antagonists, and is transported to the mystical, magnificent world of El Hazard. The show is great, and it's one of those shows where the dub is so good that it's considered unanimously among the anime community as being better than the sub. So, what is your favorite of all of these? My favorite, which, if anybody talks to me for any period of time about Tenchi spinoffs or anything, it's always going to come back down to now Saint Knight's Tale. I just felt like that series was Kajishima channeling his inner original OVA Tenshi in a modern setting. Uh, I just love all the characters. The villain is great. The story is great. There's etchy in it, but there's not too much to the point where it's just made me tune out of the series. And then 
The comedy is great too. It it's very reminiscent of early Tenchi comedy, and uh, it has mechs too. So really, I mean, it covers all the bases. And there's just uh, there's not much more I can say. I just want a I want a U.S. license release now so I can buy the box set because I would buy it right now if they uh, they released it. The only thing I can be able to say is I probably have now three or four series that I need to watch. Which one is my favorite? Oh man, <laughs> that's a tough one. See, I'm an optimist. I try to find the good in everything, especially when it comes to anime. Each of the series here had something about them that made me like them. Duel is for the mech junkie, but it's funny, and Ava fans will greatly appreciate it. Saint Knight's Tale, as well as a great mech series, but also is set in a nice fantasy setting. Has great characters, and El Hazard is phenomenal, as well. If anybody could stand toe-to-toe attention, it would be El Hazard. So, I think that's my answer. From the moment I saw El Hazard, I was captivated. Characters are awesome and unique. The dub absolutely hits a grand slam. Between Janai's one-of-a-kind laugh to Mr. Fujisawa, any downsides in my mind are completely swept under the rug with the outstanding performance the dub cast did. What were your favorite or most standout moments from each series? Uh, that's a tough one. You know, there's going to be a couple of them, but if I had to nail one down just off the top of my head, blind fire, I would say there's this really awesome fight scene, and it's either, I think it's 7 or 8, episode 7 or 8. It's been a little while since I watched it. I think I watched it back in June or something. Uh, There's a really awesome fight scene where just Kenshi just destroys so much and you're just like, holy crap, dude, he's such a beast. And then all of a sudden he goes into, like, rage mode. And he just, like, grabs this other mech with his mech. And the guy's just got, like, snot pouring down his face. And he's like, oh, my God, oh! And <laughs> it was, I don't know, to me, for some reason to me, I found it humorous. But um, it just really stuck out in my mind as a really epic, badass, holy shit, that guy is cool moment. Uh, that was just really exciting to me. And then um, as for Duel, uh, Duel, my favorite moment in Duel is um, there's this really epic final final moment at the end where they kind of, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but if you've seen it, you'll know what I'm talking about, where they kind of relate to the bigger picture. They're talking about Zim, uh, Jean Boo, slash Zim, uh, however you want to spell it or say it. But uh, it's just really, it, it feels like almost reminiscent of an Evangelion moment, the way he... Uh, he, he hints at it and you just really kind of turn, takes your head and turns it upside down. That, that really solidified it for me after I watched the series and looking back on it, I, I absolutely love that series. I love all the spinoffs, but aside from GXP. In El Hazard, my favorite one was probably when they introduce, I, I'm sorry, I forget the name again because it's been, I've watched a lot of things since then, but, uh, uh, the teacher, uh, Dagon, if you uh, can help Mr. me, what's Fugisha? the teacher's name again? Mr. Fujisawa, when they discover that his power, his powers only work when he's sober, or work best when he's sober, that was that was just hilarious to me because he he obviously loves to drink. You just it, it's so ironic to me. I just loved it. Photon, my uh, my favorite moment is for most of the series. It's kind of I don't want to say small scale, but it's it's kind of like Tenchi where it doesn't really shove anything big in your face for a little while and then kind of at the end you 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 see the bigger picture but uh at the end there's this really great moment when they're in space and uh you just see this giant mech thing and you just kind of get this 
really big sense of scale because it kind of pans back and you can see the planet in the background and there's this giant mech and you're just thinking in your head, how is he going to beat that? And it just looks really cool. Um, it's really hard to explain. Yeah. Uh, in Duel, it's more of a small scale moment, but when Koski gets knocked down in the mech for the first time, or Hartzina for the first time, and he has this moment of complete helplessness, his eyes are shaking back and forth, and everyone's screaming at him to get up. It's moments like that that I love because the mask is taken off. There's no script, per se. It's just, what the hell do I do? It gives him more humanity. I haven't seen Photon, so I can't answer there. In St. Knight's Tale, I don't want to give away too many spoilers, simply to say, when the character Dagmire gets his comeuppance, oh man, is it a good moment. One of those, I've been waiting the whole show for this moment. And finally, at the end of El Hazard 2, or towards the end of the second OVA, I don't want to give away spoilers again, but Makoto is being chased by the girls, and Fujisawa also happens to be running away from someone, and they run into each other, and Fujisawa says, What do we do? And Makoto says, Sensei, what did the Confederacy do when they were losing? They both look at each other and yell, Retreat! And they book in the other direction, and I laughed so hard at that. Just the way the music was and the goofiness. I was almost in tears from the scene. Of all the references, just a hilarious moment I'll never forget. Well, thank you guys for coming in. Do you have anything you want to add? I would say if anybody hasn't watched the spinoffs to the series and is looking for something good to watch, then they should definitely check into all of the spinoffs we mentioned here today. If not for the sake of watching a new show, then for the sake of catching the references to different series and just just for the fun of it. You get to see similar character development in each of them, so I'd go for it. Don't do drugs, stay in school, and always, always listen to your grandparents, even if he is a perverted old man. Until next time, stay gold.